0: Before we get started on today's episode, I want to personally invite you to Simple Scaling Week. Next week, I will be doing five days of coaching all of you guys every single day for five whole days. It's going to be filled with coaching decision-making, and simplifying your business. That is the point of this week. I will be hitting on not only how to simplify your marketing, but how to simplify your sales process, how to simplify your offer. We're also going to be creating a three-year plan for your business, you're really going to go to this event and you're going to walk away feeling so sure about what your business is going to look like for the next three freaking years. And the best part, this event is completely free. Completely free. I'm doing this in part of launching my mastermind. So if you're 100% know you want to be in the mastermind, you definitely should come to this event because this is really preparation for the mastermind. But even if y'all don't want to be in the mastermind, five days of coaching, decision making, and simplifying your business, I still want to invite you, okay? So if you want to be a part of this, there is a link in my bio on Instagram it's called Simple Scaling Week. You could sign up there. Or if you're listening on the podcast, you'll see a little link at the bottom of the show notes. Uh, my Instagram is Cat Del Carmen, C-A-T-D-E-L-C-A-R-M-E-N you're going to want to be at this event. It's literally going to change your entire mindset about your business. And it's going to make it more simple. Okay, y'all. And for those who are interested in being a part of my upcoming mastermind, Show Up and Lead, applications are open May 18th. There is an eligibility. So you had to have had at least 10K in sales, $10,000 in sales, or three paid clients. We are going to have a mix. Some clients of mine who are already prepping to be in this group, they are either hitting six figures soon or doing more than that. And then there's going to be some folks who are right at the 10k mark. Every like everybody in that uh field in that growth, everybody's going to still take so much away from this because look, what I've learned is a lot of the challenges that i had in the beginning of my business they come back again in second waves in a different way as i've grown and scaled so this group is going to be so good and if you want to be a part of it make sure you mark your calendar may 18th applications go out there's an eligibility it's six thousand dollars paid in full This is a big deal. Like if this feels like a big deal and you're kind of nervous and you're kind of like, oh, am I going to do this? Am I really going to do this? It should feel that way because this is for folks who are really serious about growing their business and committing to that growth. This is not just a place to have some accountability and, and show up and get inspired. This is not that type of group. This is a group for folks, for women of color Want to grow their business, are committed to it, and want to do it in a very simple way. Okay, so if you're interested, make sure to sign up for Simple Scaling Week and get on the wait list for the mastermind. You can see both of those links below or in my link in bio on my Instagram. I will see you guys there. Okay, let's get started with today's show. Bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I'm so grateful you're here. I hope you're having a good one. I am so pumped about today's episode because I have my client Tracy Clark on today's episode. She is really incredible. This woman is so badass. She has Created such an amazing business. And she also has had a zillion careers that led her here. So let me tell you a little bit about, about her. So, Tracy Clark has been coaching and setting up nonprofit organizations for over 10 years, along with her husband, Robert Clark. Their top priority is to see more minorities pursuing their purpose and accessing the funding required. They have set up over four thousand non-profits and received over eleven million dollars in grant funding y'all this is huge they they teach self-sufficiency and business development to survivors of domestic violence at no cost and have several programs for the general public as well tracy also serves on the board of some of the most impactful transitional homes for interpersonal abuse in Indiana um, called Corbin Place, as well as two additional nonprofits that are focused on empowering women. She is really an incredible businesswoman. She is a dreamer. She cares so deeply about what she does. And today, what we're going to be talking about is our time together, One of the things that she really grown into and one of the ways I was able to support her is to really be able to create more calm in her business. Unlike some of the clients that I've worked with in the past, Tracy started working with me when she had a really established business. She was already making six figures and she came to me because she wanted to really learn how to simplify her business and really focus on creating ways to market her business, but in a way that felt easy. And what we uncovered are all these ways to simplify her business. And the result of that was creating calm in her business, being able to step away and go on vacation without stressing about your business, Um, really helping her simplify her teams like so much we talk a lot about this on today's call but it's such a good episode so if you want to learn how to really simplify your business and really the reason we simplify our business is to create calmness that we don't don't always have to stress about our business if that's you if you want to learn from it this episode is going to be perfect for you get your pen and paper out let's get started all right, hello Tracy. How are you? I'm so excited you're on the show. How are you doing today? Hello. I am doing
1: wonderful. Had a rejuvenating weekend, so definitely can't complain. Got everything I need to get done today done. So excited for the new week.
0: Woohoo. Okay, so I told a, I told everybody listening a little bit about you already, but tell us in your words Um, Who are you? What do you do? And maybe a little bit about how you got started in your field. Absolutely. Well, I'm Tracy Clark. I'm a nonprofit consultant
1: and I'm the host of Service Driven Life podcast as well. Uh, I've set up over 4,000 nonprofit organizations and we've received over $11 million in grant funding for those nonprofit organizations. So um, I started off in business. And I kind of trickled, my life kind of unfolded into nonprofits. I actually started my first um, business at the age of 10. And so I was- I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) I started doing hair and I was doing those little teeny tiny braids. The little zillions is what they called them. And I took forever. I was horrible at it, but- They came out good. It just took so long. And but it it was the first thing that I did that really got me falling in love with business. And so I started managing a pizza place at 12. And then I uh, was walking home with the money in the hood, like (laughs) in Detroit, (laughs) managing grown people. Um, And then I went on to start a daycare. That was my first business. I had a fitness studio where I taught Zumba. And after all of these little businesses, people started coming to me for business advice. And I actually started business coaching. And one of my people that I was coaching was a nonprofit. That's how I fell into coaching for nonprofits. I said, you know what, if I'm going to generate income or help um, an individual or a company or a business to generate income, I would much rather do it for someone who wants to give back.
0: A hundred percent. And that's, it's, I mean, I've gotten to know you, so I know it's in like your DNA, but the, I just love, I remember when I met you, I remember thinking like, how freaking cool is it that I get to work with women like her who are supporting nonprofits, teaching them how to fund their own nonprofits, not just create them. Y'all it's like, we're probably not going to get too into it. She has a whole podcast about it. If you want to learn more about this, but it is such a process in like, people want to start nonprofits, but they don't understand like the business side of it and how important it is to like fund your nonprofit. And this is exactly what Tracy is an expert at. And this is what she does in her business. She helps people start their nonprofits, but also learn how to fund them because a non-funded nonprofit is like, it's not fun to run. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And
1: you want to be your biggest donor. You know, a lot of people get into the nonprofit game and they kind of are looking for Someone to sponsor them, which you do have sponsors in nonprofits, but they also want to be a partner. They want to partner with you. So they want to know that you're supporting the cause as well, that you've done your due diligence of fundraising and creating a board that's willing to donate funds, willing to build connections and things like that as well. So it's not just the one pie of grants when it comes to nonprofits.
0: It's a little yeah. multi that's you it. taught me that. Cause one of, <laughs> I a hundred percent will start a nonprofit one day. Um, I can't wait. Like I, I can't wait for that time, but I want to wait until I literally have lots of funds to put down on it. Mm-hmm. Um, of my own money. We've had this conversation just in our time. Cause mm-hmm. you've taught me so much about your world. Um, but I think it's so interesting and it makes total sense that like, you have to be the number one donor in the beginning of your nonprofit and it not only because it, it you know nonprofits need help like you need support and literally financial support in the beginning but also also you have to do the work and like grow the thing just like yeah. a business like if you're they're wanting sponsors right off the bat, even it's fine to want sponsors right off the bat, but you really got to work for it. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, you have to put the time in to earn your stripes. So you, so like, just so you could build that relationship, it's like a baby, just like a business, you got to put in the work, you got to put in the time, you got to tell the world Mm -hmm. um, about your nonprofit. So Anyways, under the other, you have to yeah. either
1: be able to put in the time or even have the money to put into it. But you have, it's, it's work, you have it's to, work, right? You got to do the work, yeah. you got to do the work, and it's mindset, too. Yeah, mindset too. Someone just said something from one of the nonprofits that reminded me of one of your podcasts, and he said, You know, um, well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a hard time. This was in one of our groups. I'm having a hard time getting funds from my community here. I think that Black people just don't donate.
0: Ooh, <laughs> I you caught that one. I was Be like, so, hold oh on.
1: Goodness. I mean, not just me, the whole group kind of let them have it. Like, you know what? Actually, statistics say that Black people out donate all the other races when it comes to donations to church and charity and things like that. And they were just talking about that mindset. You're feeling that. What type of results are you going to
0: create? You know? I mean, I think historically, just Mm -hmm. from what I know about Black American history, like, hello, Black Panthers. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: How I many black churches? How many black, black churches, churches are yeah, there? Yeah. And you know, so but it's so
0: Absolutely. it's so interesting, right? Like when we are having challenges in our business, like this is why. And y'all, we'll talk obviously more about this, but like this is why the belief work is so important mm-hmm. because it's so easy for our brain. Like and it's easy for your brain to go, like my community won't donate. It's just yeah. not the kind of people. Yeah, like, well, actually, no, that's actually very easy and comfortable for you to believe. Yeah. Because then you don't have to solve the real problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And multiple people
1: were able to say, well, wait a minute, majority, 90% of my donors are from the Black community and they're donating. So just to identify and help them to identify that this is just a belief. There are other communities and other people who are tied to the Black community who are donating. So maybe this belief is the reason why you're yeah. not
0: getting any donations. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. And just for folks who I, I know I mentioned Black Panthers. If you do not know how the Black Panthers started, go look it up, and you will see. And it's literally all service. It started like for kids, right? Like they were mm-hmm. creating uh, not only community but lots of service for kids. And just look it up. Look it up, and you'll 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 see what how it's tied into this. But Um, that's so interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you caught that right when he said it, you're like, uh, 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 not that one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Let's talk a little bit about your business. Um, I got to work with you for a little over six months Mm -hmm. and I I really wanted to have you on the show because you're different. Your business was in such a different place than a lot of my clients. I've helped a lot of folks start their (laughs) businesses, or I come in, in the, in like just somewhere in the beginning, right. It's not, maybe not, I didn't start out with them, but you had a very established business. When we started working together, you were making money. You had a signature program. Um, you, you really had an established business. So I want to hear a little bit more about like, well, actually do, do us a favor, paint a picture of, where was your business at before we started working together? And like, what made you even pursue working with, um, me as your coach or a coach?
1: Absolutely. So my business really was the biggest thing about my business. That was a challenge for me. It was, was that I kind of did everything. I, the best word I can use is like kind of sloppy. Everything was sloppily thrown together. Not really a full marketing plan. I did go on lives like every week for like three years, but I real and I realized that even though I didn't have a marketing plan or marketing strategy that really helped to grow my audience, we have a whole lot of um, people that just came from word of mouth. So I just wanna put a little note in a little nugget right there that just serving your clients. And I know you talk about that all the time, Kat, but if nothing else, over serving your clients, that can be marketing in itself. Cause I would say we probably get probably 30% a week of our clients come from word of mouth because of who we serviced and things like that. So the business was coming in. However, there was a lot of places of unclarity for me because things were moving so fast and I really didn't sit and take the time to plan them out and strategize the way that I wanted to. So one of the biggest things was marketing. And I absolutely loved how you marketed, how you showed up for your business. But one of the things was marketing, and I was really just confused in that area. Um, I didn't really understand how it worked. I didn't really understand. I think I might even use the term a lot of my nonprofits use, which is like, I'm confused on social media or, my, or I'm not social media. Or I don't know Instagram. I don't get it. Yeah. And you just were able to reveal a lot of the simplifications of it. Like it's just relationship building. It's just building relationships and building friendships. Being social is one of my favorite things that you say, being social on social media. and um, But there was a lot of confusion behind that. So I felt like there was something my business was missing because they were not on social media showing up the way that I wanted the business to show up on social media. Also, some of the processes and things like that were kind of uh, all over the place. Like when it came to my staffing, I had, I didn't have a clear, um, a clear workflow of as to what my staffing needs to be doing. A lot of my staffing got hired on during the pandemic. So they were working virtually and we didn't have proper training processes and I was overstaffed. Like really, it wasn't. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it wasn't about hiring more staff. I thought that was the problem. But the problem was I didn't have certain systems in play. I hadn't simplified things the way that they need to be simplified. Um, And now that things are all the systems are coming into play and they're getting simplified. I'm I'm probably 50 percent. It might even be like 70 percent less staff this year than I had last year. But we're producing much better.
0: Ah, well, your relationships, it seems like your relationships with your team is so much different Yeah, just in terms because I remember when we first started working together, uh, as we had our conversations, like anytime I would bring up like little things in your head, it felt like, okay, well, I'm going to hire, I have to hire someone for this now. Yeah. I have to hire someone for this now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And when you revealed to me how many people, how many people you were managing, which I mean, everything you said, just put managing on top of that. And that that's a lot, that's like a lot of work, (laughs) right. Like learning how, how to do that. Mm. Um, and yeah, there was just a lot of, I mean, you grew fast and you do have demand. Like people want to work with you. Um, they want your program all the time. I also remember when I, it's so funny. I think I might've talked about this on the episode on an episode for maybe not, maybe I've just told clients, but I remember when you, before we got started, you asked me, do you have a content calendar? that you use or recommend. And I remember in that moment, I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) here's the thing. I got content calendars. Like Mm -hmm. I have them. And I was like, you know what? Let me ask her if she's used one before and if they work for her. And I think I asked you, Hey, question for you. Do you have a content calendar, or have you used a calendar for your marketing and has it ever worked or something like that? And I want to say you were like, well, yeah, but no, it didn't really work. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, here's the thing. When, when our time together, we're going to, you're going to get become a better marketer, but it's not going to be in the way you think, like you have, you have to figure out, right. Like what feels easy for you. The way I teach marketing just for everyone listening is like you, like there is no right, correct the right way to market there. I, I would say once you get into like a, you know, a certain higher level, um, It it becomes more and more, you know, once you start getting into Facebook ads, which I know you dabble in um, there, there could be some specific strategies that just work best for you from, from a, like a digital marketing, Mm -hmm. digital marketing um, place. But when you are, but there's not no way to market. Like some of my clients love reels. Some mm-hmm. of my clients have a podcast. You started a podcast during our time together. Mm-hmm. I love um, it. <laughs> and you love it. And it feels easy. Like, it's not like, I mean, the shorts work, right. But it's not, it's, it doesn't like, you have to figure out what works for you. And that's kind of like my method in terms of my clients is like, well, if you don't know what it is, then we're going to test and learn until you figure out what feels the most easy and what you could do on repeat Yeah. in terms of serving your people. Um, That's
1: the work. That's really yeah. the work is get taking that driver's seat because once you figure out how to figure those things out. You really can tackle any challenge, you know, because yeah. you're. It's more so. i t- you tapped into your own mindset, how to break down the process, how to see what feels right for you, how to trust yourself, mm-hmm. and things like that. I think a lot of my clients, and and I know I can be this way too. Just wants like that template or that this yeah. is exactly what you need to do I just want and the
0: answers. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but it just doesn't work like that. Because even if you do it the exact same way, Mm -hmm. it won't be the exact same way. Like, I absolutely love your quotes that you put on Instagram.
0: My Twitter posts?
1: My, my, yes, your Twitter posts. I love them. They're shareable. They get a lot of traction and stuff like that too. But for some reason with my audience, they just really don't respond to those, (laughs) you know? And I've tried them a couple of times and it just doesn't work right now. And eventually maybe it's something I can layer in, but, you know, just that, It's not about just, okay, this is the template. I have to do it exactly this way. It's more so about, like you said, finding a way that works for you.
0: Yeah, finding a way that just feels easy for you and doesn't feel like like you have to work really, really hard on it. Okay, let's talk about simplifying your business and creating calm in your business. You mentioned a whole bunch of ways that your business, at least when we first started working together, uh, that it was just a little bit more complicated um, and it probably felt more complicated and felt heavier, um, in our time together. So I, let's first talk about your team and your processes. Cause I know those kind of go together a little bit. How did you, how were you able to really simplify things? One for your team, um, and really looking at like, okay, this is how many people I have on my staff right now. Do I need all of these people? Um, what, how am I working with them literally individually? And how can I make this simpler and easier for myself? Um, as, as create, and and that's what we mean by creating calm in your business, because look, I could make a whole lot of money. If I more money, I should say, if I just threw out random offers all the time, right? Like Mm -hmm. I could literally just be like, you guys, $150 for a call with me, And I could probably stack up some money real fast or a thousand bucks for, you know, two weeks with me, whatever Mm -hmm. Tracy could do the same thing. We could all do, we could all hustle our way to like more and more and more money. But the thing about that is it, it really leads to at least what I've seen. It really leads to a very unbalanced life. Mm -hmm. And it also leads to, and when I say unbalanced, I mean, like, it's hard for you to check out. Like I've done this work before, like it's already hard work to learn how to check out as an entrepreneur, <laughs> like just generally across the board. And if you're a natural hustler and the way you create your business is through hustle and work and work harder and harder and harder, it's going to be very hard for you to take a break in your business. And when you take a break, you won't even be able to break because you'll yeah. be thinking about your business 24 seven. So for you, I've seen you evolve your this journey of like, I remember when you took your first vacation or like weekend off and that mm-hmm. was very stressful <laughs> for you. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I was like, okay, like there's something there that we got to uncover. So tell us a little bit about your journey with your team and the yeah. process in learning to really simplify that.
1: It really started with asking that question about simplification and just really looking at what can I take off my plate? You know, so what are some of the things that I can do? Like for an example, one of the things I switched right before us um, kind of flowing into that was switching from live to podcasts because there was just a lot of, I was working Monday through Friday and then on Saturday I would do my lives and that would be a whole like four hour production, you know, yeah. the meeting and then the notes after and all of these different things. So it was about what can I remove from my plate? Not just what can I remove from my plate, but also what can I remove from my team's plate? Because I realized that the, the least tasks that I have my team working on, that they can master, the more effective they're going to be. So instead of having them do 20 random things, having them do these four different processes over and over again, the same step for each client over and over again. So it was really a matter of what can we cut and what can we, you know, so we cut down on the lives. We started with the podcast, which could be recorded ahead of time, which really simplified things. Um, we came up with a strategy for, um, for, um, Instagram and for social media, which was stories and reels basically. (laughs) And then we have our podcast and really just sunk into that as opposed to trying to learn and know and do everything. Um, yeah. And then after I started to streamline the systems, I realized that, you know, is this what are, I I really kind of looked at everything each of my team members were doing. And really decided what was priority and what was not. And we were able to cut our team, cut two team members that were kind of naturally flowing out of the organization anyway. Yeah. Um, but they weren't just they just weren't a good mesh with the organization. And the one of the biggest things is really taking on that leadership role and realizing that taking on the leadership role does not mean leading when everything is cozy and nice and everyone's, no, (laughs) so, and I will, I would love that though. I I would just love to just, you know, just everybody cozy up and everything be working wonderfully, but it just doesn't work like that when you're working with other human beings, you know, sometimes it's making the right decision for the company. And, you know, sometimes those decisions can be hard. It can be letting people go or cutting back hours or, you know, or correcting something that's not done in a, um, in a proper way. And what I realized is because I have the personality type that just wants peace and calm and everything all nice. And I realized that there are people, and I don't know if it's type A or B, but team members who can come in and if you're not willing to take on that leadership role, can kind of like out energy you or something like that, or kind of just yeah. like almost no, I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna no, can we meet on this time? Like, wait a minute.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, what's going on here? And so, yeah. realizing and stepping into that full leadership role and being okay with whatever feelings come up, being okay with someone maybe not liking me anymore or <laughs> with someone, you know, um, uh, being frustrated, you know, even when it came to my clients and when it comes to messages, uh, I realized how we had a, we had a whole like couple of meetings. I think about this, Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, you call them eager beavers, which I've taken that word on. Cause I love that. It sounds so cute. Yeah. But for me, it doesn't <laughs> it's feel a nice cute. word
0: for how yeah. it feels.
1: <laughs> it doesn't feel cute at all, but I've, I've been using that and that's helped my thoughts on them, like they're just excited, they're motivated, they're, you know. Um, but at a time I would feel like, oh man, you know, they'll message and then five minutes later send another message, and you know, just think that something's wrong if you're not messaging back right away, not really know that your processes or what your hours of work are or anything like that. And that would be frustrating to me because it would be like, oh man, do I need to just be on 24 hours or how does it work? And I just was really able to sink into my systems, add in a little email. We respond back in 24 to 48 hours, normally less than 24 hours. But, and then realize even if someone still isn't willing to be in the container and the system that I created, that's okay. okay. (laughs) You know, yes. (laughs) Yes. So that's a multitude of things that have changed, but really it's been one step at a time removing And that's been a big thing. Sometimes you think you need to add more, but it's more so about removing. One of the big things I learned about social media that we've talked about a lot is to focus on the right numbers, to focus on your conversions and your relationships and the people that you're serving. Sometimes it can be frustrating in the social media world. And I always talk about this because even for me, I have clients that are trying to transition their following into supporters or buyers or donors or things like that. And they're having a hard time with that. Yeah. Doesn't necess- you don't have to look at just the follower account, the like the likes and things like that. It's more so
0: about you talking to one person, which is your hundred percent. Yeah. Your people, yeah. whoever's buying from you mm-hmm. and supporting them and helping them and like servicing them. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout that process. Okay. So I have a couple questions off of, um, the things that you asked, uh, or the things that you shared with us, um, in terms of simplifying. Oh no, actually let's talk about feeling your feelings. Like what, and the reason I say this is because I, here's the thing y'all like when you are growing into, well, you're growing into your business and you're changing up things in your business processes. I think for you, it was a lot of simplifying them and making it small, like making them simpler. Um, and I love by the way that you said, well, you start by asking yourself that question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it seems very like simple in itself, but like, when is the last time? And I talk about this obviously a lot, but like, when this is something I actually ask myself when I'm not getting things done or like when I'm not getting the things I want to get done, done, I'm like, how am I making this more complicated? Hmm. How can I make this simpler? <laughs> Cause clearly there are some blocks in the way, mm-hmm. like clearly there are some blocks that's making me either procrastinate on this task or not do the things that I want to do or intend to do. So I want to emphasize the way to start that, which I think you said so, so simply <laughs> is you have to start by asking yourself that question. So if you're listening to this podcast, I would ask you if there's something on your to-do list or something that you've been wanting to do that you've been reluctant to do that you're just not doing. I have actually a personal list right now of that, <laughs> and what is it? I'll give you actually my example. I just want everyone to see that like I'm a normal human <laughs> and like I there's stuff I don't want to do in my business. I, there's a long, I, with, with my upcoming mastermind, I have a lot of, everything feels very brand new because it's a, it's a new offer, right? Mm-hmm. So all our processes are new, creating the processes, um, uh, managing, not only managing my team, but like having them help me with the things I need support with. And I have a long list of to-dos and I have in my head, I forced myself to think that what I need to do is put them all on Asana, which is like a project management tool. Do you use Asana? I forget. I use Trello. Oh, you use Trello? <laughs> we, we talk so much about we Trello. Don't, we don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> we won't bring Trello up. <laughs> bring Trello up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Trello is another mm-hmm. like project management tool, mm-hmm. Asana. and I have been so like, I've been procrastinating very badly on like adding things to that. And just, just the last couple of weeks, I've been asking myself, like, why are you pro- procrastinating on this? Procrastinating on this. And I realized that I, in my head, it's like, it's not going to work unless I put it on Asana. Mm-hmm. And like, there's something about me that just doesn't want to use Asana. <laughs> so then I started. Um, I started really thinking, like, do I need a sauna? Like, is did I just make that up in my head? Ooh. Like, is it a hundred percent necessary that I use that everything's on a sauna? And are there benefits? Of course. Like, I, I've used, and the funny thing is, I've used a sauna at my nine to five, so I'm actually like very familiar with it. But in my head, I was like, do I actually need to do this? And my real answer was no. I don't have to do it. So how can I? Okay, if I don't, then I'm then y'all, we start as business people, we start creating solutions. Okay, let's say we don't use the sauna, then what would that look like? How would I communicate with my team? How would I manage the projects and make sure they get done on time? Like then you start exploring those things and really looking, and then then it forces you to actually look at the everything you have to complete in all of those projects and like, what's helpful. So like, which one am I willing to take on? You know, like what will it look like? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to tell that story because it starts with what you said, which is asking yourself the question, how do I simplify this? Yeah.
1: And it's funny. I asked myself that exact same question that you just said, how am I making this complicated? If I'm feeling overwhelmed by it, how am I making this complicated? One of the things that came up a couple of weeks ago, I think we were still coaching was just having a time, a cut off time. Now I sometimes get into those flows where I've these tasks and I'm just wanting to do all these tasks and To what? To the endless (laughs) pit forever and ever. Yeah, forever and ever. But just rather rather having a cutoff time, like anyone else who clocks out, like if whatever time that's going to be, okay. I'm going to have to make if I have to make some adjustments, we just have to adjust, (laughs) you know. I know I showed up. I know I gave my all during the time that I've decided to give my business. So Mm -hmm. we're going to have to adjust these last little things. There's one thing left on my list that I would love to clear off after this call. But my son's home from school. After we're done with this, I'm going to go and hang out with him. And that's going to get moved to tomorrow. You know, and those can be tough. But what that I, was a big deal for you? That was big beginning. deal. <laughs> that <laughs> was a big deal like I'm like I have to get this done right now. The people are waiting or the yeah. you No, know, but just it's, it it is tough but it's almost required for you to learn and you posted something a little bit like this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're not getting what you're praying for, have you learned the things yeah. that you need to learn in order to be prepared? Start yeah. working And if you have the growth you have now and you don't know how to cut off, how can you then want to grow more? You know, because it's not going to get, I work with my clients on this
0: (laughs) y'all. I'm not kidding. I coach on this probably the most on people who don't, who have a very difficult time slowing down. And then when they do rest or are away from their business, it's so difficult for them to turn off. And I'm like, well, yeah, then how are you going to make, how are you going to do double the business? I mean, I've Mm -hmm. asked you that question a lot. Like, what if you triple your business by the end of the year, what needs to change? Mm -hmm. right? Like that, like thinking about it that way, it's like, okay, let me really look at this from the outside, looking in, look at my business from the outside looking in. Cause what you just said is so right. Like you, you have to be ready. Like, and if you can't, handle the pressures, right. Of like a hundred K business or 200 K business, not that you can't handle it, but if you are still learning how to handle it and some people are stubborn and they just want to keep going and make more money the same way. And they will hit a wall, like a hundred percent will hit a wall. So that's why this, this growth is so important. It's like inner growth, right? Like learning how to step away from your business, not being super attached to it the results that you're creating and like willing to just feel any feeling you have to so that you can learn how to manage your business at the level you are now, because when you're good with where you are now, that is when the abundance comes your way yeah. and you double your prices and you triple your, or you double your revenue and all that stuff. But you got to learn, like you yeah. got to learn. And like I will tell my clients if you're tired now, then, but then you're talking to me about, um, either, either like growing their business or some people, this is what I see a lot of like going one-on-one to group people want, people will assume one-on-one like one-on-one is really hard, which one-on-one is time consuming y'all. I did it for a whole year. Plus, um, it is time consuming But if you can create calm, and if you know how to start resting when you are doing one-on-one, that I've learned, then you can really learn how to rest when you have a group. Because let me tell you, I was just telling my client, um, and this is for the folks listening. I have a client who wanted to do a group program because she wanted more time back, which on paper makes sense, right? Like it makes sense on paper, but. The thing is a lot of people, especially if you haven't ran a group or a program, you do not know the ins and outs that go mm-hmm. with the program. So of course in your brain, you're just looking at it, the hours in front of your clients, but like Tracy's the per- perfect person to ask. Like, she'd be like, uh, one-on-one super easy. You can just hop on the call and you're yep. done. Like, that, that's it. Like when you're running a group, there's so many more ins and outs, especially at a pace when you're growing. Um, you know, to your level and mm-hmm. you're past multiple six figures, you you do a lot of you do a lot of business just through your program. and it's like, yeah, it's easy to say a group program is easier than one on one when you're not doing a group program, but like you also don't know the ins and outs of running yeah. a program and what that looks like. So I always challenge my client my clients to not look at a circumstance and just assume the grass is going to be greener on the other side because mm-hmm. it's almost never true. That's good. Never true.
1: That is so good. That is so good because there's been so many systems. I would say that hiring was that for me. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. Like the problem for me, my problem years ago was yeah. I need a team and a yeah. you know, team is wonderful, Yeah, but <laughs> <It's a little laughs> goes into it. you have to pay that team. You have to deal with different personalities. You have to make sure that the systems and the training is in place because yeah. you can't, you can't blame them for not being successful at their job if they don't know exactly yeah. what their job is, you know? And exactly. so I thought that all my problems would be solved by hiring this team. And it just created a whole world of problems all to circle back around to cutting down the team.
0: Yeah, I need to learn so. those lessons.
1: Yeah, yeah. And but we like- it's so easy for us to say, if, you know- And the worst thing is when people do it with other people's circumstances or other people's life or other people's results who have been in it longer than them. Well, if I had that type of following or if I had those board members or something of that nature, when, like you said, you really have no idea.
0: Yeah. You don't know what the responsibilities come with that um, when we're looking at it that way. So, creating calm in your business. What you did. To, uh, this is I'm repeating back a couple of things you said. You started by asking yourself, "How am I making this like complicated, or how can I make this more simple?" And I know for sure, just during our time together, you streamline your team. You started communicating with your team differently. You used to do Zoom calls for every. Yeah. <laughs>
1: call.
0: Like, wait, what did you? Do? <laughs> I used to
1: do Zoom calls for the entire time like if they were working for 2 hours or 3 hours we would be on zoom they would have their screen share that entire oh, time God. like so micro like <laughs> don't do if that was, anymore they would ask questions and you know and it, it would go that way um and then i would sometimes have multiple people on Zoom, on a different computer. And it was just a lot. Actually, it was one of your training programs. It was a simple thing that caused me to think differently. I wanted to go to the training and I was like, I'm going to be on these Zooms. I can't be on these Zooms and be in this. It was like the year, the end of year prep or something like that, preparing for 2022. And I was like, what am I going to do? And so I said, I told them, listen, you know what to do. Here's your task. If you have any questions,
0: boxer me. Yeah. And that's
1: what we've been doing ever I remember,
0: since. <laughs> I remember you started using Voxer mm-hmm. just in our time together with your, with your yeah. team. Yeah. And, um, what was I going to, Oh, I really quickly want to touch on, cause I know this was a big piece of your growth in our time together was really learning how to step away from your business yeah, and learning how to not only trust your team to learn and, and have some growing pains, right. Like through the process, but like actually being able to take time off um and doing it in a way that like felt less guilty, right? Or like, you know, that really was able you were able to like really step away. Tell us a little bit about how you grew that mindset just in our time together compared to like how you vacationed before or took a weekend or whatever off before and then now.
1: Yeah, I one of the biggest things that I've realized is that when I take time for self-care. And when I take time off, I'm actually able to come back to my business even stronger. I think one of the mindsets that I had about vacation before was that oh something's going to get missed or someone's going to be waiting or even simply a sending a vacation message that's fine as well it's your business you get to run it the way that you want to run it and you get to go on vacation there is a, it's okay for you to take some time away and go on vacation and then thirdly setting up my team properly and making sure they're trained properly so that they can handle certain things while i'm away as well that was the biggest thing for the last time that i took some time off knowing that my team was there and they knew how to handle certain processes and certain questions or at bare minimum, if they didn't know how to handle it, could say she's out of the office. You get these messages all the time from people from this day to this day, she'll return here and, and let you know, you know, and answer your question as well. So those were some of the big things. Another thing was realizing that it's okay. What I found is sometimes my business will slow down a little bit during the times where I need to vacation anyway, or where I need to take some time off anyway. So changing my thought on that like, oh good. things are kind of slow and quiet. This is a good time for me to refresh and for me to knock out a couple of things I need to do for myself and get ready for that next burst because as you know with business it sometimes it's either all the way up here or or slow down you know and so but when it comes, it's like you want to be ready. so
0: using that time to prepare. That's so mm-hmm. good that like you were able to reframe your mind. And, like, not make a little bit slower business mean anything about yeah. you and you actually reframing that to, like, oh, this is the perfect time. Like, I get to actually enjoy myself. And when I get back to things, I'll be able to, like, work on A, B, or C projects um, because business is a little slower right now. But having the belief that like having a little bit of a slow moment in your business is okay. And it's safe because yeah. there's highs and lows in business and that's normal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it was almost becoming such a, I guess, stressful thing because it was like, I would get stressed when I had a whole lot of clients and messages coming in. I think we've talked about that a lot. Messages are the messages. You're like, let yeah. me see these messages, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so you get stressed there. And you get stressed if nothing is coming in or if it's slower, it's like you're kind of in a no-win situation. So you can imagine just that's a constant anxiety. And so just realizing that whenever it's slower, I'm preparing for those times when it's just I can fine-tune little systems, fine-tune things and FAQs to where I will have less messages and also consider it a result of some of the things that I've done. You know, like as my day yeah. gets cleaner and as I'm able to respond faster and as I'm able, I'm supposed to get better. We're supposed to get better as a team. So as we get better as a team and we have less busy work and things like that, consider that a result of some of the things that we've been working through and consider it a win.
0: A hundred, a hundred percent. You are amazing, Tracy. Thank you so much for being on the show, sharing so much of your wisdom. Um, and you're you're just you're such a badass. You've always been, and I cannot wait to see what happens with your business because, I I really think you are the gold standard for like n- nonprofit, like not only building your nonprofit but really teaching people. Some of her clients, y'all are, have some incredible results. And she's just not only created an amazing business, but has surrounded herself in it, uh, in, in the community is like such a leader. So thank you so much for being on the show. I adore you. And I just can't wait to see where your business goes. Um, okay. Tell the people, for anybody who is interested in learning about nonprofits, or maybe your family is interested and they want to learn more about it. Or if you know people, okay, if you know people who own nonprofits, who have nonprofits, who are trying to grow and learn how to fund them, where can people find you and learn more about you and what you do, Tracy? Absolutely. Well, you can download a free checklist and nonprofit
1: crash course. If you just want to Figure out if your idea qualifies as a nonprofit, what you'll need, all those kind of things. That's at clarkandclark.org, clark and spelled out clark.org. And then we are on Instagram, Tracy Angelica Clark. If you have a specific question or something like that, and you want to message me that as well. And your podcast. Am a podcast. (laughs) Thank you, coach. (laughs) I'm also the host of Service Driven Life podcast. So please follow me over there. We actually share a lot of stories of nonprofit organizations who have done some amazing things, created events, fundraising, grants, things like that.
0: Yeah. I love like her nonprofit has like, if you just even want to explore that world, like I would just listen to the nonprofits to understand more about like what that looks like to manage a nonprofit to fund one and all of that stuff. So thank you so much. I will see you. Well, I hope hope I will see you around, but y'all go follow her. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, amiga, if you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies, webinars, and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out Four-Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalkarman.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time.